I was trying to get freaky, babe. What, what you mean get freaky? You don't want to get freaky? No, this ain't porn up. Hey, you thought this was? Come on. No, I just, yeah, you got me scared. I'm finna shit on myself and all that. Golly. Thank you, somebody was trying to get me and take me. You don't want me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm scraped I'm, I'm scra tonight. I'm scraped and I beat my meat earlier, so I ain't, I ain't even horny tonight. I'm saying, like, so it's like that? It's like what? When you want it, you can get it, but I can't get it. I'm saying you trying to get up. In, you trying to get up in the behind. You know I don't even just like that one. I told you I wanted to lick your butt. Yeah, we tried. We tried that, but, but let's do it again. I'm saying that was surprise. You surprised me. You surprised me with this one. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hey, this is Jason Bertides from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Stick to Hockey Podcast. And you're listening to the drunkest, craziest motherfuckers this side of the Mississippi. Corner Pub Sports on Wildfire Radio. Corner Pub Sports. It's true. By Wildfire Radio. Whatever, we thank you so much. As we do every Friday night, we come at you live with our nonsense, sports talk, whatever comes to our mind. Who listens where you download or listen? Just that- listen and support and share and feed, brother. Boom. Done. Get it up. Dude, it's true. Done. You're right. And don't get any more descriptive than what Jason Bertita said. That's right. That's we are. Us. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah, we are. We're drinking some uh, strong-ass IPAs and all that. But, as always, every show... Every show is brought to you by Naked Brewing Company. Uh, the beer is amazing over at Naked. Oh, now, speaking of Naked, our first show at Naked Brewing Company, uh, our next show, I should say, is September 6th. It's the Friday before the Eagles season opener. Friday, September 6th, we are at Naked Brewing Company in Huntington Valley doing a live show. It's not a party till you're naked. That's right. You got to be there. Got to be there. And be then, there. of course, our new store just opened. Design Tree, dsgntree.com. Just type in Cornerpot Sports, you'll find all our designs. We actually put some new ones up. Uh, Harper Hoskins design just went up, and our Mike Scott Hive design just went up. It's pretty it's good cool. Stuff. Bad, that's a good bad, stuff. Good stuff. Badass stuff. So check it out. We are Cornerpot Sports. We can come at you live. Again, like I said, we got a couple callers coming in tonight. Um, so it's going to be a fun show for sure, as we do uh, every week. It's just Gary and I. 
just Gary and I. Yeah, it's I'm just not. it's just it's half the crew. That's all right. Again, they go back to being part times. Fucks. <laughs> We're all right. It's all good. Oh, we got it. It's all good. We got it. Oh, it's on yeah. the control. Are you kidding me? We got a lot, a lot going on. So I didn't think it was gonna be that crowded tonight. We got a lot of baseball talk. Yeah. Uh, our SSCS is gonna be probably epic. Yes. Siemens Wild Cox Circuit tonight is gonna be epic. If you know what a sleazy slime ball is, you'll enjoy this. This is gonna be good. Yes. Speaking of sle- sleazy slime balls, I have one. Someone we don't promote on the show because I don't want to give him the, 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 the time of day. However, um, what he said about your Philadelphia Eagles is disgusting, and we have to play it. I'm going to play it tonight. Sounds like I may lose my mind. You might. It's, it's fucking bad. So let's, let's start with the Phillies, man. Let's go, let's go to Phillies. Uh, Phillies trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they got Dan Straley from the... From the O's, who had a nine, an over yeah. nine ERA. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's going to go to Triple A. Uh, you also got Corey Dickerson from the Pirates. All right, so at first I was like, hmm. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But guys, a he's Gold Glover. Um, he's hitting three hundred. Uh, it, you know what? So the expectations that we had from this team. In the beginning, and to see what's happening, it's just, eh. yeah. it's that, it's it's it not. Do anything. It doesn't do anything for you, right? It's non-detrimental and unpositive. <laughs> it's sad, and I think it, they could bounce back if they address the pitching. But every one of us has said that in the beginning. Okay, you got this dynamic fucking batter, where's your pitching? You didn't address the pitching. Okay. Well, yeah, we did address the pitching. Okay. He played two games, and now he's out for the rest of the season. You're talking about the bullpen, Dave Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Robinson in a second. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, man. It's um, it's disheartening. It's been very disheartening, for sure. It's been underwhelming. They're underachieving. This week, though, I mean, they, they, they I mean, look. You, all you can tell her is scrapping them. To be fair, out of the last 10, they've won seven games. All right, so they, they just beat the Giants in a series. The Giants, they're, they're the first team in a month to beat the Giants in a series. So give credit where credit's due. Granted, at home, the Phillies prior to the series were 6-0. and It's the Giants the last, the last six games in Citizens Bank Park. So they, they, they handled their business. They won two out of three against a, a team that was reeling, or uh, doing well, I should say. You know, where, where you thought the Phillies were reeling. But the Phillies turn around. You know, they, they win two out of three. Like I just said, they, they won, they've won eight out of the last 11 now, actually. I said seven out of ten. They won eight out of the last 11. Okay, so then good. now they'll lose the next ten. But I still have a bitter taste in my mouth from Zach Eflin last weekend against the Braves. Zach Eflin comes off the mound after giving up, I don't know, five runs or whatever he gave up. Two starts in a row now, he's done the same thing. I felt that I had good stuff. This last game against the Braves that he pitched, which actually moved him to the bullpen, to be honest with you. I think that that's where it would suit him best. I probably would. He pitched last night. He did all right. That he's not little, a starter. That was a little bartender from uh, Head PA. He's he's not. <laughs> um, he's not a he's not a starter. What are you laughing about? DJ Diddles over here. Yeah. DJ Diddles from uh, 
playing the Clips for the 60s and 70s. Eflin's not a starter. No, he's not. He's not. No. This song's now, for when you. he first came into the league, we're like, oh, all right. This song's for you. <laughs> you know why? You know why, Gary? I don't know. I'm used to subliminal shit. All week I've been listening to subliminal shit. Do you know why this is for you? I'll point it out, bro. Tonight. It belongs to me. It just belongs to us. Giddy up. It's just me and you. It belongs to lovers. Ten thousand maniacs for you. Tonight is the night. Belongs to the lovers. Ten thousand. Just you and I. There's no one else down here. Two assholes. You can shut the lid off. <laughs> yeah, two assholes pucker the night. So, um, <laughs> no, the Corey Dickerson move. I'm gonna be honest with you. I underestimated it at first. I went, "How the fuck is this guy?" He's actually got good numbers. He's a good defensive player. It's too they, little, too late, bro. Yeah, but they need defense. This team needs defense. They need now, pitchers, right, so, bro. I'm sorry. So we were just talking about Eflin. But the Dickerson thing, I think, is a good pickup. But go back to Eflin for a second. So I brought it up. I, you can't trash moves because the pitching is bad. Okay. I get that. But you're upset because they're not making moves to adjust in the pitching area. Why like, couldn't they have done that? Right. 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 Why couldn't they have done that? There was opportunities in the beginning of the season. There was opportunities five weeks into well, the just, season. You just opened the door. The Nationals and the Braves both improved their bullpen. Both, both teams. And that's where my problem lies. It's not what the Phillies did. It's what the other teams did. You didn't match them. Those are team, both teams are above you, as far as I'm concerned. They're going to kick your ass. Yeah, both teams are kicking your ass. Both teams are primed to make the playoffs, but you're not. And both teams improved their weaknesses. Well, you did not. Now, look, Corey Dickerson, I'm not going to say defense is not a weakness that they, you know, or, you know, they, they couldn't address. He's going to help them defensively, for sure. The guy, Dan Straley, who you got from the from the Orioles, he's going to be pl- riding a bus in fucking AAA, so that didn't do anything for you. And then Vargas. Hope Vargas, he cut grass. Vargas is actually playing, I think he's pitching tonight, if I'm not mistaken. He's the White Sox. So, we'll see. He's a junk ball pitcher. He doesn't give you any, like, he, he doesn't do anything for me. Is he this year's Jamie Moyer? 35 years old, throws crap. Well, I mean, he looks like he fucking crawled out. Like, the dude, the, the, Jamie Moyer was gonna, solid. I'm not going to break his balls. Well, the Jamie Moyer was solid. We need him to be solid. Yeah. Was he a lights out pitcher? No, just solid. Yeah. Kept you in the game. Yeah. And we need that type of pitcher. Right. We honestly do. Yeah. But if we have that type of pitcher, are the bats going to awake? The bats have not been awake. No, and this now, has been a problem for the last five years. Although the last, I mean, last night, they, yesterday afternoon, I should say, they did. Yeah, right. They they woke up. I mean, JT Ramoto woke up. He, he's what I think three home runs in the last six games. Or okay, Sean, like so, but I'm not. Listen, Harper's ho- still cold. Home runs are nice. Okay, they are. But that's not. That's not. I want to see that they need to play the small ball. They can't do it. No, they can't. They can't do it because we talked about this. They we can't. Th- we talked about. Just, just first of all, just remember one thing, Gary. What's Tonight that? belongs to the lovers. <laughs> what the fuck? But all joking aside, I remember a, a few episodes ago that we've done. My brother and myself, where he was sitting right down there, we got a huge argument. He's like, "Nah, you need the big long ball." He said, "Oh no, we suck we again." We suck again. Yeah, well, that fucking sound clip is, is not a lie. We suck again. No, it's not. I'm not buying it. No. Right? It's hard. It's hard to buy it. Yeah. You look at the Nationals, you look at the Braves, they're like, these two teams are way better than the Phillies are right now. Yes, they are. Because they have solid pitching. 
and they play small ball with the bats. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Don't go for the fucking home run all the time. Like, hit a double. Hit a fucking single. Eflin. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I really, I felt that I had good stuff tonight. Yeah, you I had just, good stuff. I just made a few mistakes. I'm tired of that fucking, this is the positive energy that Kapler puts. Now, I'm not, look. I can't blame him. I'm not shit on Kapler. You can't blame but him. But he is partly responsible for this, 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 uh, you know, no regrets, I'm okay, everything's fine, attitude on this team. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Now, when, when Sunday ended, they beat the Braves, they won one out of Accountability the- is responsibility. So take responsibility and be accountable and, and wake the fuck up. What are you, Dr. Seuss over I'm here? I'm just saying, brother, it's the truth. Yeah, you're right. No, you're Honestly. Right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right. But um, what I, I forget what I was going to say now. Uh, no, you don't show up. Nah. I only had two eight percenters. You're all right, brother. Yeah, I'm spit fine. it out. Yeah, I was talking about Dr. Seuss. I forget. Uh, with the Eflin thing, the, the positive shit, you know. Oh no, we got a phone call. Where is it? We got a phone call. We got a phone call. <coughs> hey, Cornerpaw Sports. This is Dave. What's up, Dave? Yo, what's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up, man? So, all right. So, uh, Dave called us right before we're about to go on the air, and I, I had a feeling he was going to be calm. This is Dave Mako. Uh, he he's a huge uh, follower of our, our social media accounts. Let's just call you Shark. Uh huh. How's how's Shark sound? We're just gonna call you Shark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mako. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of uh, followed me wherever I go. So yep, I uh, that's what you guys call me. <laughs> you nice know what I mean? So, uh, Mako is quick. Fuck shit up and gets the hell out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically, especially if I got a couple uh, yards brawlers in me. So ah, we're checking some pale owls, yards pale owls right now. So that's nice, man. Uh, yeah, I, I go back and forth. Sometimes it's pale owls, sometimes it's the uh, brawlers. So right now I'm on a brawler kick, and God only knows next week we'll probably uh, tune in next week to see what I'm drinking next. Uh, nice, nice, man. Uh, so this, yep. this is your first time on a podcast. Um, on this podcast, but not okay. on other podcasts, okay. you know, I've, All right. yeah, I've checked in on other shit before. Right, I'm cool. kind of coming out of retirement because I haven't done this in a long time. Cool, man. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. I, I know we, we've been trying to work this, sure. out, work this out for a few weeks. Uh, so we were talking Phillies, but that's all good. We, we'll switch topics for a second, uh, for your sake. Uh, you wanted to hit on the Eagles, man. And, um, well, first of all, yeah. first of all, the thing that I commented, on something that you posted earlier, we got to keep that hum because I'm going to play that for Gary a little bit later. Uh, the uh, the skip thing, yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Dick Bayless? Yeah, we got. I don't keep... know if you're allowed to swear or not. That oh, you're sucker. Oh, you're allowed to swear, but we're oh, gonna, okay. We're, we're going to keep that quiet because I don't want to give anything away because I want Gary to give me a genuine recap of. I want to get a genuine reaction from Gary when I play that clip because I I couldn't believe it. But aside from that cocksucker. What? Uh-huh. what uh, uh, let me let me start off with this, because um, we had Ed Kratz on last week. Ed Kratz was in the studio last week. He, you know, he covers the Eagles, um, and I asked him. I said, "Were you in that first press conference?" He said, "No, I was not." I said, "Well, how do you feel about the fact that these guys are asking this team, day one of of a training camp, Super Bowl or bust?" Now I ask you, David, how do you feel about that? Do you think this is a Super Bowl or bust year? Well, let me uh, first start off by saying that the media are a bunch of fucking hypocrites. The same guy that asked that question, I listened to him on my way home, and he went on the radio and basically put in 
put out some bullshit about the Eagles being complacent, being too comfortable about, you know, with the media, you know, stroking their shit, basically. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're the one that asked them if it's Super Bowl or bust. Now you're writing an article about how you're worried about them being complacent. I don't think you can have it both ways. Like, how are you going to sit here and pester them with that question that you just told me about, which I know the same guy that asked that question is now putting out an article saying he's concerned about them being complacent. But nevertheless, I will say, yeah, I would say that it is Super Bowl or bust just because this roster is stacked and every year it's not a guarantee. You know what I mean? Because you don't know who's going to retire. You don't know contract situations. Free agents. You know, you get – yeah, well, not only that, you get guys in the scouting department that leave because right now the Eagles are the envy of the league because Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie have built a powerhouse in regards to the fact that they got a lot of guys that other teams want. I mean, they just picked Joe Douglas off the tree. So, I mean, I don't think Danny Wilde is going to go anywhere, but, you know, it's very hard to sustain that type of success. And kind of like at the uh, Seattle Seahawks, for example, they got one Super Bowl, and they were supposed to be a dynasty when they could have got more. So, yep, definitely want more Super Bowl. I mean, now, if it's a situation where you got, like, 20 guys on IR and you're limping to the finish line, eh, all right. So every situation is kind of different, but if they don't win a Super Bowl or get there, yeah, it'll be a disappointment, and also a disappointment because I dropped a hundred bucks down on Sugar House Casino, and I'll be and I won't get my thirteen hundred dollars. So right, right, right. <laughs> no, I tell you what, uh, I'm thinking about doing the. Um, you know what? I'm gonna save that question because I, I it's gonna lead into something else. Go ahead, Gary. Just hold hold me for that for a second. Yeah, go ahead, Gary. My question is is um, in the NFL injuries are a part a part of the the league this happens right so you have to adjust and be able to have guys that can step in if this guy gets hurt that gets that guy gets hurt so that's all a part mm-hmm. of your staffing it's all part of your scouting so having injuries is no is not an excuse you either win or you lose well no matter who's on the field now nah, yeah. injuries are not an excuse no well, if you lose Jason Kelsey, you're completely fucked, and I don't care what else happens. If you lose Jason Kelsey or you lose Fletcher Cox, if you would have lost them in 2017, you're not winning a Super Bowl. I, I understand so, that point, but I also heard people say Carson Wentz is down. That, We're that, done. The season's over. Well, yeah, well yeah, of course. Well, you know what? That's perfect because yeah, that leads into my thing. And that's still a disappointment. That leads into my thing. It's basically like – the whole Carson Wentz thing, and I, I David, I, I, you're on the same side as I am with this whole thing. That the, the bottom line is because you look at the depth, and there's depth everywhere except the offensive line. Well, offensive line is a little scary, right? Defensive line they bolt up a little bit. Linebacker safety they just picked up another safety today, so so that was another thing that was you know where, where some line, uh, running backs you got solid running backs in my line, opinion. Wide receivers good. Linebackers an issue, but. Nate Sudfield's now your backup. Yeah. And if if it all relies on Wentz. I mean, it really relies on sure. Wentz. So, um, well, yeah. no, the Packers can say the same thing if Aaron Rodgers goes down their skirt. So, Brent you know, gone, basically right? it's yes. join, yeah. it, it, join the club. You know, having, a, you know, a backup quarterback who could start somewhere else is, you know, that's not something that every team has. So, we just have to get used to that. That's a luck of the draw to have that. Yeah, it, it really is, and especially in this fucking town where if you have a quarterback like that, 
on the sideline when the guy who is the starter throws one incompletion or one interception, you get the fucking meatball in the seven, you know, the, the upper level who starts booing and calling for the other guy. So that's great though, bro. That's what makes Philadelphia fans. Yeah. But you know, I I hear what you're saying. Like it's it's fucking infuriating (laughs) because it's the same thing as the the backup quarterback and the backup goalie. It's always the fucking, he's going to do better than that guy. And, it's the same hey. thing. It's the same well, thing right now with the Phillies with, with Smiley, Drew Smiley, right? Drew Smiley's a thirty-year-old uh, journeyman, and everyone's on his job, <laughs> saying that he's gonna, oh, he's gonna carry it. Like, get the fuck out of here! No way. This guy hasn't done it his whole career. Was he touched oh, by the hand of he, God? Uh, wait till he, wait till he gives up seven runs in like the third inning of a game. They'll, they'll fucking chase him out of town real quick. Right. They'll fry him. So, yeah, they'll be calling for John yeah, Smiley yeah. for the Pirates back in the nineties. So that's that's let's get yeah. getting back to what uh, Carson Wentz staying upright, staying healthy. That's why personally I feel they have to adri- they have to adjust and be more of a running attack uh, team. They have to put more running right. plays into the offense. Yep. Well, if you're going to play to not get injured, you're still going to get injured. I mean, dude, you could tear your ACL getting out of bed in the morning. So I'm, I'm just saying, you're it has to be scared. A, then. You have to adjust. You have to protect your franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've got three running backs that are are able to do that. Here's yeah, and Doug has shown the ability to uh, you to know run rely the on the run game more. So right, yeah, I, I want to bring yeah, this up. I don't, yeah, I, I last week, you know, like I said, we had Ed Kratz on, and and I I I know, like as I was listening back to the show, and this is in my head. I know what to ask him that, but I never got to it. But the, if you remember the Super Bowl year, you know, we, we won week one against Washington. Week two, we lost against Kansas City, and we ran, like, ten times, right? And Peterson went Yeah, to against the, Kansas City was zero. Yeah, and, and, and Peterson went to the podium <laughs> and said, we need to fix this, and they did. They did. Right, and they did. And I think there's maybe one more game at the whole rest of the year. It might have been Seattle. The game against Seattle that year it was the only other game where they ran, like, less than, like, so many times. And we got right? beat. Right, they got their ass, which is, that might be, you know, it's eh. the only game they got their asses kicked, right? Really, they lost like 20. Seattle on a Sunday night, yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of saw that one coming. We so still traveled to Seattle. Year, bro. Yeah, in Seattle, right. So, like, that was the only other game. But every other game, they, yeah, they, I mean, he did a nice balance. And with Jordan Howard, and I think people are not looking at that move enough that's a significant Jordan move. Howard is a he's not I'm not saying he's a bell cow because he's not a bell cow but he is a guy who can carry the ball 15 times a game and give you good yardage and give you a tough game he can control the clock he's one of those churners man and I think that this can take a lot of pressure off of Carson Wentz this is a brilliant under under the uh carpet move by Jaime Roseman to get Jordan Howard I don't know, what, do you, what do you think, David? Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted that guy like about a year or so ago when um you know there was rumors about him possibly uh, leaving Chicago and I went back and watched the playoff game. He does like little things, like he kind of reminds me of Deuce Staley, I think. To which I see him in that game. He picks up his blocks. You know, he gets the tough yards. Obviously, he can't catch a ball like Deuce, but in training camp, he's done it a few times, but. I would say in between Deuce and Orion Matthews, that doesn't fumble and stays healthy. Uh-huh. It reminds uh, me of a younger yeah. version of a Garrett Blount. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't think I don't as much know. of a, a tank as like Garrett Blount is, though. The only thing yeah, like, see, the problem with your yeah. – Go ahead. 
No, the problem with Jordan Howard, and this is a good point that was made, is that he's a downhill runner that tries too hard to be finesse. So Deuce has to plan it in his head to just plow forward, use that big body of yours, and get the tough yards. Stop trying to bounce it to the outside. Stop trying to be like, you know, Walter Payton. And I think that's probably what um, Chicago got annoyed by with him. So if he does that, I think we could see a little bit of uh, Lagarde Blount in him in that aspect. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, with with well, what we're hearing so far in camp is that Miles Sanders is impressive. He's turning heads left and yes. right. So is Miles yes. Sanders our starter? Yeah, is he our version of Tyree Cohen? Right. So where you have Jordan uh, Howard and Tyree Cohen, now you have Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. You might have a similar similar kind of running game as Chicago had, which is nothing to complain about. No, not at all. And we have a coach which is, as we spoke about earlier, is willing to adjust and kind of go with the situation, which is why Doug has a ring and his mentor doesn't. So if he sees it's like, okay, we got a couple minutes left, let's just – yeah, if there's a couple minutes left and we got to bleed the clock, I'm going to put Jordan Howard in and just have him running out. But if it's a situation where we got to score points fast, I'm going to put Miles Sanders out there and get him on a wheel route or something like that and hope he breaks one. Yeah, absolutely. David, uh, I got We just got to wrap him in a – yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, real quick. uh, Wrap that guy in a fucking bubble until September. (laughs) Miles Sanders. Yeah. Howard is not a guy you're, you're getting down if you tackle him high, though. You got to get him low. Oh, he's he's a beast. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Howard is definitely a beast. He's the tough and, yardage guy. Yeah. So, have to have you on because you and I have been on the same side about this the entire road. The whole Nick, right. Fo- the, the, the whole Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz thing, dude. Get out of here with that. <laughs> so, so I want I want you. I want. Here's your chance, dude. You're on. You're on the Corn uh-huh. Sports. You got a lot of listeners here. Uh-huh. I want you to go on your rampage, your personal rampage. To those people, because I I'm I'm with you 100 percent on this. I love I love Nick Foles. I love everything he did for us. He's not mm-hmm. better than Carson Wentz. But come on, oh, go ahead, Dave. The well, stage here's is the yours. Deal. You same assholes that wanted to keep Foles and trade Wentz are the same assholes who wanted to get rid of Foles in the first place for Marcus Mariota. And don't pretend that you didn't, because you're fucking full of shit. <laughs> not only that. When Nick Foles came back here in the beginning of 2017 as the backup, he missed training camp time because he had issues with his arm. And what happened? People wanted the Eagles to get rid of him and sign somebody like Colin Kaepernick as the backup because, well, we don't have a reliable backup for Carson Wentz, so we sh- and Nick Foles doesn't look like he has it anymore, so let's find somebody better. And then Nick Foles has the couple – yeah, not too good games after he replaced Carson Wentz going down for the season. And it became a two-week meatball fest on WIP with those two clowns, DeCamera and Richie. Oh, so uh, if uh, Foles doesn't do well, uh, how long before you put Nate Sunfield in? I even have a screenshot of the, the uh, idiots from NJ.com who put up an article, should we start Sunfield over Foles? In the playoff. I remember that. And then the guy wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then the guy goes and wins the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, oh, I never doubted you for a second, Foles. We should trade once and keep you. 
shut the fuck up. You fucking meatballs. I am so tired of the hypocrisy that goes on with these fans. And you know who else I'm tired of? That idiot short parks. That fucking little punk. I am so tired of him. First of all, you're being the name Elliot, you're automatically a douche. And I don't know if you've ever seen the guy, but he looks like the type of guy to which his mommy cuts off the crust from his sandwiches. He is such a little shithead. And shame on WIP for even putting that guy out there. Like, it's an insult to the fans that they put this guy out there as this is the guy that is the source for Philadelphia Eagles football. Yeah. I would rather set myself on fire than listen to that fuck. I have yeah. not. I don't. So, on Twitter. Damn, sounds like you like him. Our, our, <laughs> our account, our, our Corner Plus Sports account, we have maybe a three people blocked. Elliot Shore Parks is one of them. Why would we block him? I can't fucking stand him. His fucking taste. Dude, blocked. Yeah, blocked. His, he should be eaten by an alligator. <laughs> his, his, ta- his takes, his everything, his reporting, his takes. He's trying to be. He's trying so hard to be the to Steve, be Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless to Stephen A. Smith. Oh, of two football. chip bags. He's trying mm-hmm. so hard two to be that guy, and he's not. He's another one. His mom should have left him on the sheets. Cocksucker. Oh, oh, yeah. He definitely looks like he was conceived in a country club orgy. Yeah, you sand flea. Fuck. Sand, oh, sand flea fucking yeah. fornicating prick you. Yeah, seriously. And here's the deal. It's one thing to have an opinion. That's fine. But when you're just creating bullshit opinions just right, for the simple right. sake of pissing people off to draw attention to yourself like that four-eyed geek Joe Gilio, nah, you're an asshole and you get everything that fucking you deserve. And your mom should be gangrene in Cedar Lehigh. <laughs> Fucking pig. She's a pig, too. That's how you were born. You're the product so, of a rape. Uh, oh, man. You fucking cocksucker. Before there you go. You yeah. want, there you go. There's your rant. Yeah, it sounds good, dude. That's going to go on our best of at the end of the year, for sure. Um, good. So, before I let you go, Dave, uh, thoughts on the Phillies, man. Uh, trade deadline. Ooh. Yeah. This to get back to baseball yes. before we uh, yeah yeah. So your thoughts on on what the Phillies okay. did or did not do? Um, you know when Middleton took over the team, I was so excited. And no offense to Dave Montgomery, but I was thought like, all right, Middleton, he's going to be the next George Steinbrenner. You know, he's going to go balls to the wall. And then he hires a fucking analytics geek who basically is sitting in his mom's basement playing with his computer. And then you have another guy, this Andy McPhail. Now, first of all, I would never hire a guy. Like, if I was looking through resumes and I saw the name McPhail, McPhail. I'd, I'd just automatically throw it out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, and, they, and they went dumpster diving. I mean, it, it really is an insult. And what Middleton needs to do is he needs to go, he needs to kind of do what Jeff Lurie did with Chip Kelly. Take all that crap, all that nonsense, and Throw it the fuck out. Like, go into Quintech's office with his computer stuff and just throw it out the window. And then shut off Amy McPhail's, you know, work-from-home internet access since the guy basically is running the team in his pajamas and on the fucking golf course. So until Middleton actually shows us that he can be the owner, the Steinbrenner that we think he is, we're going to deal with the same shit every year. It's been about four to five years, and what have we seen? We were supposed Nothing. to be uh, getting... You know, pro- yeah, the, the past four to five years, we're told, well, let's just draft and develop and all this. Yeah, and what have that. we got for it? Nothing. nothing. Yeah, we haven't Zilch. got nothing. We got Aaron Noah. Oh, Aaron Noah. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Eflin sucks. Jerk off, or I'm sorry, what's it? Icon yeah. sucks. Velasquez. Yeah, who's, who's the other guy? Velasquez. Yeah, uh, Pavetta in the. Oh God. Pavetta. Yeah, Velasquez. What a Pavetta disappointment. In the bullpen. What a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what you got? Roman Quinn, you know, Willie Mays, Hayes, you know, runs like Hayes but hits like shit. And, and this is what this is what they told us. Like, there's nothing worse than when a team says, "Well, just be patient. We're not just going to keep going in all year because it's not how to do it. We're going to draft and develop." Well, show me something. Yeah, we're going to spend they, stupid I mean, money. Where is it? Where's the stupid money that was spent? They, they spent it, but uh, oh, I can oh I can tell you where it was yeah, spent. They it was spent, spent it on stupidly. Yeah, they, they spent, spent it on Quintack and and uh, yeah, they spent it they spent it on Quintack and McPhail's, uh contract extensions. There's your stupid money. Well, the I stadium mean, didn't need new lights, <laughs> and, and and a uh, wiffle ball thing on the right field, but yeah. yeah I mean, uh, and look, uh, to be fair, and, and maybe this is a good segue. David David Robinson was was the big bullpen free agent pickup, and to be fair, he mm-hmm. he was a shutdown bullpen guy. Solid, solid bullpen, and picture. he got hurt. So what do you yeah. get, right? And now he's yeah, yeah. I give him a pass for that. That's fine. And but now they're I mean they're saying his his career might be might over. be done. His career might be over. Yeah, he's clocked. That's yeah, yeah that's just our luck. He'll be How many right? times is it? He's the Danny Tartable of our bullpen this year. Yeah, how many times have we got the guy that that was shut down and then he comes here and then he just shits the bed? That's just yeah. yeah we had a couple so in that of, case, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mike Williams. Yeah. Mike Williams back in the early 2000s. We we made a trade where I think it was 2003. Dude, the Phillies had a chance to make the playoffs. I don't ha- yeah. I don't even have enough beer in my fridge to go through all the all the uh, disappointments when it came yeah. to guys that were great somewhere else and came here and sucked. Right. So yeah, I'll give you that. Robin the Robinson that was bad, but. If Eflin, Pavetta, and uh, the uh, jerk-off Eikhoff, if they were what they were supposed to be, this team would be ahead of the Braves. Yes, oh, by would. the way, the Braves have our uh, bullpen, our, uh, our uh, pitching coach that we decided to get rid of in favor of the analytics guy. So then you got yeah. that. Yeah, right. And, the last and then you have Jake. Yeah. So, so, so we, we just talked about uh, uh, you know the Phillies front office, and that's the problem. You knew, mm-hmm. you knew, you knew what you had in starting pitching, in in, in Eflin and Eikhoff and Velasquez. You knew Velasquez is a guy who can't last past the fifth inning. Now, and, and I don't to be honest, like, like I know I'm telling you, but like for those who have listened for a while, you know I've been against the Arietta signing from since the start. I thought that was a horrible signing. Yeah, that's a guy who had one and a half good years in his entire career. He comes here, and makes a ton of money. And now he's hurt. He's got burns. So, so now you got two guys who can't last the fifth inning, in Velasquez and Arietta. Two fists yep. in your starting rotation are going to give you four innings or less. With a bullpen. And then what do you got behind them? Nothing. With, yeah, with a bullpen that's duct taped together. <laughs> good fucking luck. And by the way, just look at uh, Phillies fans. We got the Jim McMahon of bullpens. <laughs> 45 fucking screws in each knee. And Phillies yeah. fans, just look at September's schedule. Just look at September's schedule. You got the Braves. You got the Braves. Boston, Braves, Nationals for five. That's a 14-game stretch. Good fucking luck. They're not going nowhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're cooked. 
And I'm not saying the manager is good, bad, or whatever, but I don't care who the manager is. When it comes to having to manage that kind of talent, I mean, I it's just – I agree with you. Yeah, and – yeah, and I mean, look at it. Terry Francona won two World Series, and he's a doofus. I, so, I, 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 mean, I agree. No, I agree with you. What the, his yeah. his hands are semi tied. Did he cost the team a few sure. games this year? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, what's yeah, he supposed yeah. to do? I mean, Charlie Manuel cost us a, a, a few games in his time, and he won us a World Series. So right. everybody thought that he was a bumbling country bumpkin, and then he wins the World Series, and then all of a sudden. Now he was like a, a baseball guy, kind of like the Nick Foles thing. So, you know, if they move on for Gabe or not, it's fine. But it's not going to change until they change the philosophy. I don't care what manager you put in there. Yeah, until, Middleton, until Middleton cleans house, I don't care if you put Joe Girardi in there. Because of all the sports, baseball is probably the one where the manager kind of has, let's say, has no impact but the least impact. Because there's only so much you can do in that. You can't scheme your way out of baseball. I, you don't have the talent. Not happening. Uh, but how much longer does this go on? It's been going on for years. I mean, enough with the Yeah, bullshit. I mean, enough yeah, I mean this has been a five-year – yeah, it's been, what, a five-year plan that uh, Middleton's put this pretty, together? Yeah, and he went on much. the uh, – yeah, yeah, and he went on the Angelo show and said, we're getting that trophy back, I'm going to die trying. Well, <laughs> how how is that going to be when you got a guy who's running your team in his fucking pajamas? And, yeah. and McPhail, I mean, that yeah. guy's a quack. Yep. Dude, that yep. guy, what, he, 30 years ago, he didn't even – did he even win 30 years ago with the Minnesota Twins? They kind of almost did, 80, maybe. 87, right? Remember. 87? Yeah, 87. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, whoa. Well, yeah, oh, man, that's good 87 knowledge right there, man. But, hey, 80, 1987. He needs to – it's kind of one of those things like when Lurie first took over the Eagles, he made his mistakes with, you know, Ray Rhodes and stuff like that. But when he saw the formula that works to win, he stuck by it. Deviated from it a little bit with Chip, but went back to it pretty quickly with Doug and it got the Super Bowl. So Middleton yep. needs to find out that this analytics garbage, you can use some of it, but when it's the end-all, be-all, it's just not good. I, it's I, also kind of weird that, you know. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Sometimes just let your balls drop and go with your gut. Yeah. Absolutely. How is a guy that's supposed to be an old-timer like this McPhail, how is it that he is employing a guy who could probably be his son? Like, it's almost like having, like, your kid in his computer game saying, all right, son, here, do the work for me. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I was really surprised by that. When I heard they were getting an old-school guy, I'm like, oh, okay, old-time baseball. Right. Then he hires a computer nerd. I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. the whole structure makes no sense. Yeah, and it shows right. on the field. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It's disastrous. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So, mm-hmm. Dave. So, Dave. Uh, before we let you go, man. Um, did you, did you move out to the area yet, or not? No, I'm actually looking to move towards um, like the uh, Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem area. It's okay. kind of the in between. Yeah. Well, so I'm not going to completely move back to Philly, but I will definitely be uh, looking to move closer. All right. So September September sixth, man. Um, uh, the Friday before the Eagles uh-huh. open the season. We're going to be doing a live show at Naked Bruin in Huntington Valley, which is just outside of Philly. Um, so, hmm. yeah, man, you know, just the plan. I'll hit you up, and we'll, we'll talk. And uh, we're going to do a big thing. Uh, Ed Kratz, I think, is going to be there. We might get someone else. I'll work on some other people. We'll, we'll try to get a big thing going. It's going to be an outdoor show as long as weather permitting. If not, uh, we'll be inside. But, you know, no big deal. Uh, but, yeah, big football preview, big Eagles preview show. So, yeah. I will see. 
see if I can uh, get some vacation time to take off because there's no way in hell I'm going back to work the next day. Oh, yeah, fuck that. No, 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 you can't do that. No, no, dude, there's nothing worse than going to work the next day after an Eagles game, no. especially after a loss. No, <laughs> that see, shit. No. So, yeah, I will see if I can arrange to come down because I'm like – Especially when you got a thick-head boss that's a Dallas fan. (laughs) Your boss is a Dallas fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that's that's hell. I'd apply for a transfer. But, yeah, I'll see if I can make the trip since I live three hours away. And if not, I will call and contribute to the show. Cool, man. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, sounds good, dude. Dave, All I, right, you I, guys have a great show. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks so for much for joining in, us. Yeah, thanks for uh, giving your input, man. I'm glad we had you on, dude. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch, guys. Have a good show. Thank All you. Right. Sounds good, brother. All okay. Right. We'll talk to you. All right, bye-bye. David Mako to Shark. Big time uh, contributor to our... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the support, brother. All right, enough to clap in you cocksucker. All right, well, you know, what do you want to do? <laughs> All right, so a couple more baseball things. Uh, one more thing. Uh, two more things, and then we'll move on. Um, and the the, the uh, Oakland A's, their fan, a, a fan. <clears throat> so you know how, like, in the ballpark, they have that little radar gun you can throw off the pitcher's mail? Yes. A fan threw 96 miles per hour. Sign them up. They did. You're kidding me. A fan got signed. He went to the ballpark for an A's game, threw 96 miles per hour on the gun. The team signed him up. Oh, shit. Yep. Can you imagine that, dude? That's awesome. You go to a game, you're like, yeah, I got a nice arm. Hey, let me try. <laughs> like the rookie with fucking Dennis Quaid. Motherfucker got signed by the Oakland A's. So now I get, I don't know what he's doing. I'm a, well, he's, he's probably in minor yeah, leagues. Yeah, he's in the minors, yeah, I guess. But, dude, how cool is that? That's awesome. Can you imagine going home? Like, I went to the game, but guess what? I got signed by the Oakland A's. Yeah. How you like that, babe? Now yeah. you are sucking my cock tonight. <laughs> you got it all over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said to her? He's like, I'm sure you can't wait, you fuckhead. <laughs> he said to her. I'll fuck you up. You come with me at that shit. Oh, man. That's fucking great. You fucker. You fucking, you fucking goddamn fucker. <laughs> How great is that? That's awesome. And then... I got this story, which is really fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> is this the fanatic story? Yeah, dude. Yeah. The Philly fanatic. All right. Anybody. Worldwide. Not even not even Ameri- like North America. Worldwide. Knows the Philly fanatic as the Philly fanatic of the Philadelphia Phillies. Were theirs in New York? Uh, the the uh, Phillies had had to file a New York federal court uh, dispute regarding the copyright of the Philly fanatic because back in 1978, the whole thing was created. Right? This is breaking news, by the way. This just happened like two hours ago. Um, the the Phillies and and this group called the Harrison Erickson Incorporated Group uh, came to agreement in 1984. Uh, to keep the, the copyright alive, right? Well, the Phillies claim that they purchased the rights to the Philly Fanatic, quote-unquote, forever. Well, now this this group is coming out, Harrison Erickson Group is coming out. They sent a letter to the Phillies, and it basically said they're going to terminate the agreement with the team in 2020 of next year if a new deal was not reached to keep the Fanatic name 
involved with them. They've been out of it since 1984. Right? He's an entity of the Philadelphia Phillies, so called or bluff. There's a lot of shit. What here. else is there going to be? I mean, they, where, where, what's he going to? What's he going to go? Be a fucking Los Angeles fanatic? Get the fuck out! Well, here's what the Phillies said: the club therefore requests that this court put immediate end to, uh, I call him H and E, Harrison Erickson, call him H and E, all right? H and E's effort to hold up the Phillies with its threats of legal action and to make the fanatic a free agent by issuing a. Uh, declaratory judgment in the Phillies' favor and injunction against H&E's threatened actions, the court will ensure that the Phillies' fans will not be deprived of of their beloved mascot of 41 years and that the Phillies' investment of creativity, time, effort, and money in the Fanatic will not be liquidated by H&E. Without my wife, worked for the Phillies. She said, without the Phillies... There is no fanatic. Exactly what I was just saying. Right. I agree. So go fuck yourselves. C- cut it with the fucking bullshit. You're, you know, oh, we're going to try and make a name for ourselves. Go ahead. Go fuck yourself. Go ahead, because if you, there, there won't be no more. Because without the Phillies, there is no fanatic. So, yeah, so what do they What do they think they're going to do? They're tr- they- Come on, man. They're trying to pad their pockets like every, on, every cocksucker tries to do, man. What's he going to go back to fucking Galapagos? Yeah. Is that where the fanatic's going to go? Back to Galapagos? And a fucking heel monster will get him. Fuck out of here. Him and his fucking pinkly, squirrely tongue. (laughs) Come on, man. He'll get a job licking ball bags (laughs) with that tongue. (laughs) That's what the fanatic's going to do? He's going to go back to Galapagos and lick ball bags? He's going to lick ball bags. That's a fucked up story, man. He ain't going nowhere. All right. He's Bobby. a fanatic, bro. Speaking of Phillies. No, nah, dude, come on. That's a fanatic. Philly. Fanatic. Fanatic. Yes. It's not going anywhere. It's true. So fuck you, H&E. Yeah. Harrison and Erickson. <laughs> what are you, fucking exploring the world? Er- er- Hot enus. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking H&E. Now, Bobby Abreu is being honored this weekend. That's Bobby that. Abreu is being honored this weekend by the Phillies. He's going on the Wall of Fame. He deserves to be on the Phillies Wall of Fame. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree with that. I do. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. The look. Uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, a lot but of the people, Phillies Wall lot, of Fame. A lot yes. of people had a problem with Michael Lieberthal going on the Wall of Fame. You gave me that look. You you kind of you agree with me. Yes, I do. He should be. Yes. He was a good catcher. He's a solid catcher. He wasn't a lights out catcher, but he was a very solid catcher for the whole time he played Mike for Phillies. Mike was a leader of that team for Yes. No, granted. I understand. That team sucked. For I mean they sucked. From 94 to 2002. The last 2 years of his season. They sucked. Yeah. The last 2 years of his career. But Mike Lieberthal was the backbone of that team for many of those years. And he never they, he they never had, complained. They, they had Benito Santiago in between, you know, in that time. But aside from him, Mike Lieberthal was a really good like look at his numbers. They're not bad. Right. He, he had a good, good career with the Phillies. And he had crap around him. He was a good defensive catcher yeah. too. Like Absolutely. He, he, threw, he had he, nice good, he called good games. Now, someone who could not be named used to be on the show and used to fight me mm. about him. I have his autograph upstairs. I used to shine it in his face. No, he 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 deserves to be on the Phillies Wall of Fame. I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, you agree with that. I know there's a lot of people who bash that. 
There are a lot of people who say... You know why, Sean? Because it's hard to look around, to look above and beyond things that he's done because he was on such crappy teams for so many years. But he was a solid, solid catcher. Yeah. All-around all around player. Well, I hope that Bobby Abreu is honored by Mike Lieberthal on the Wall of Fame. He was his teammate. That would He's be awesome. Fame, right? yeah. that, that would be my pick. Mike Lieberthal should be the one to honor Bobby Abreu to unveil. Welcome him onto the wall. Onto the wall. So Bobby Abreu's uh, career statistics, wins above replacement 60, pretty fucking good. Uh, he had 288 home runs. A career uh, batting average is 291. He had 2,470 two, uh, two, uh, hits. Holy shit. Right, pretty good. Uh, RBI is 1,363. Here's the one that gets me. Oh, 400 right. stolen bases. Really? As a right fielder. Damn. That's pretty good. Um, 1,476 walks. I mean, the guy, uh, on-base percentage of 395. I mean, he got on base a lot. Oh, you know, he, he had. Again, he was on a shitty team. He was, uh, let me see here. He was an MVP running one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. MVP running. He How never many won it. How many career But he was in the running. Uh, he had a 200 and what did I say? 288 home, career home runs. It's a right fielder. And here's the thing where it hurts him. You're a right fielder. Uh, to get in the Hall of Fame is going to be tough. The Baseball Hall of Fame. It's going to be tough with 288. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Wall of Fame. Oh, oh Absolutely. Yeah, but I was I was kind of start to go over to the. the I don't hall think he has the numbers to meet. No, he he's. If you look at him, he's a five tool player. Yes. Uh, he was a five tool player. Um, he he was all around average, steals. Um, you know he he had power. He had a little bit of pop. Defensively, and that was this thing. Like he had a decent. He had a. a he was Abreu, solid. Abreu had a good arm. Now, defensively, though, like, people kind of bashed him. Like, you know, he shied away from the wall. Here in Philly, like, people were like, oh, oh, he doesn't he doesn't run hard to the wall. And he won a gold glove. Yes, he did. Now, he did. There's a lot of controversy. But as far, far as the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, Sean, I, I'd consider him mediocre. I don't think he gets in. Right. No. When, when you look at – now – I mean, is it, is it hard to say that? But as far as the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah, he's considered mediocre. I don't consider him one of the great all-time No, fans, no. Right? No. If you're going to give me – all right, I'll tell you right now. If you're going to look at Philly's all-time greats in the last 20 years. Yes, he fits in there. He, he fits in there. Yes, but who finishes ahead of him? Who I think, if you're going to give him a Hall of Fame nod. Wall of Fame, you mean. Hall of Fame. Baseball Hall of Fame. Abreu, I wouldn't give him an odd. No, no, I'm saying in general. Like there, there are people out there who say that Bobby Abreu should be there. Should be there. Ryan Howard should be there before Bobby Abreu. Jimmy Rollins should be there before Bobby Abreu, and Chase Utley should be there before. Uh, Bobby I, Abreu. I can't argue with that. All three, right? I can't argue with that at all. Out of the three, the only one, in my opinion, that gets in, Chase Utley. I'm gonna go Jimmy. Jimmy Rollins? Look at the position. Look at the numbers. There are very few shortstops in baseball who have the power numbers 
to average the steals that. But wasn't he like an, a locker room concern? No, Jimmy. Yeah, didn't he have problems with coaches and stuff? I mean, Jimmy had a he had a little bit of attitude. There was one time that he was called oh, out for locker room. One time you can't jump on him for. Where where Charlie benched him. There was one time with lack of lack of hustle. Now we. I can't. All right, I was let's, going to, I, I was going to say. I was going to say something. I can't Don't do get it. Into that. It was off the record. I can't do it. Yeah. With the player who played with him, that he, maybe he was selfish, but that doesn't matter. Uh, th- there's a lot of players who are selfish. Well, he's back working for the team, isn't he? Uh, he yeah, yeah, in. he is. But Jimmy is a. Uh, Jimmy is Jimmy. Jimmy's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Jimmy should be. He's the closest out of that whole group. That should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so he's shortstop. So in his era, what shortstops? What shortstops? In his era, in yeah. his time, also I mean, think could go in. I mean, Tejada was during that time, but I take Rollins over Tejada. I agree with that. Um, shit. I mean, there's a few. I just can't think of their names, but there are a few. I mean, but Jimmy does. He holds the mold, bro. Derek Jeter. Yeah, Jeter. Oh, Jeter above Rollins. I know, yeah, I know. Come but, on. Yeah. yeah, but Jeter's above Rollins. Come on. Yeah. And is Garcia Parra above Rollins? That's that's a good observation to figure Garcia out. Garcia Parra's ca- ca- uh, career is a lot shorter. Right. So that helps. That helps Jimmy In Rollins. In Philly's history, the two best shortstops ever were who? Jimmy Rollins has got to be one of them. And Larry Bell. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Rollins might be the best shortstop in Philly's history. The thing I like about Larry Bowe, though, he was fiery. He was Rollins a fiery had, guy. Rollins man. was, too. Rollins had a lot of attitude, man. Rollins was swag. Rollins, Rollins was the leader of that team for many years. Rollins, in my opinion, should be in the, in the Hall of Fame. Above I, I, Larry Bowe? I, yes. I think Rollins should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I do. I really do. I don't think you can actually compare the two. It was a different type of baseball. Because, well, that's the thing, though. But baseball is a position sport. And that's why Bobby Bray will not get in. All right. Because as a right fielder, you need to be a power hitter. Or something. Now, granted, Bobby Bray has the steel numbers that maybe. But he didn't have no supporting around him either. No, he, no, he, he really didn't. didn't, Sean. No, he didn't. All right, like, so, he couldn't so, shine because of so what give, was around so, him. All right, so give him 50 more home runs. So he's got 320. Yeah. Does that get him in? Possibly. I don't think so. Possibly. I don't think so. As a as a corner outfielder, you need like 400, 400 home runs. That's again. a lot of fucking home runs, bro. If he's a 400-400 club guy, <laughs> yeah, he's in. That, that's a lot. Yeah. His average, batting average is fantastic. 291 in career. Oh, most of his numbers are good. I'm not bashing Bobby. I loved Bobby Abreu when he was here. He was solid. Yeah. He was fun to watch. Bobby Abreu was fun to watch. Like, he, again, he had crap around him. You know, most underappreciated Philadelphia athletes in the last 20 years, Bobby Bray's on that list. Is he? He has to be. People hate him. I, I don't understand it. Why hate him? There are a lot of people who, well, he didn't run to the wall. Oh, so f- fucking Aaron Rowan, who batted 240. He did it one fucking time. Ran into the wall, and he's beloved forever. He th- well, I mean, Anytime everyone thinks about Aaron Rowan, I mean, it was one play in one fucking well, wait game. Wait a minute, Sean. I understand how that disappoints you and upsets you, but you got to remember, this is Philadelphia where you respect hard work. And you put your body on the line to win. And that's my problem. That That's that's just not, the way it not is. Not my problem. But Bobby Abreu doesn't get that respect because he didn't do that. Right. Well, he's not considered blue collar. But did he ever not run out of baseball? I'm not saying anything bad about no, it. No, 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 I'm not. But did he ever not run out of his, at baseball? Oh, he's always ran after the ball. Always. He just didn't run into the wall. Right. 
Like, he didn't take risks and chances with hurting his body to make a play. He was a safe. Yes. Playing right fielder. Right. He had a good arm. Yes, he, he did. He threw people out. But, I mean, if you see a guy running full speed, runs into the fucking wall, showing that's the but guy. underappreciated athletes. Think of, let's go five, all all five sports. Bobby Abreu's on that list. Yes, I agree. Would you put Donovan on the underappreciated? No. No, you wouldn't? No, because there's fans that did appreciate. I don't want them. He just don't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Underappreciated. Keith Byers. Yeah. He didn't have big numbers, but he did everything he had to do to help the team. Brent Selleck. Wow, that's a good one, too. Brent Selleck deserves to be on the list. Brent Selleck, to me, is... Now, if it wasn't for Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck would be the best tight end the Eagles ever had. Yeah. Because he did it all. But they're two different style of tight ends. They are. I'm, I'm going Brent Selleck. I'm going. Brent um, Selleck was a more stay on the line, dig in the trenches, and knock you the fuck over type tight end. Right. Uh, Zach Ertz, he's he's a, hey, I'm going to run out, catch a pass, and get some yards. Not that Brent Selleck didn't do that too, but he didn't do it as often. Right. It's so easy. Like I mean, the offensive line was more secure when we had Brent Selleck. It's so Selleck. easy to start. Uh, Seth Joyner, underappreciated. Seth Joyner should be, mm-hmm. a, should be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Well, also. He should be the linebacker's coach. But I'm, I'm not. All right. I'll leave Seth Joyner out of it because I, I think. I do think he's going to get his uh, recognition at some someday. Um, hockey. Let's let's go. Ho- think hockey. Under underappreciated hockey player. Claude Giroux. It's so easy, dude. I mean, Claude Giroux is going to be underappreciated when his time is over. And he's had the best career past few years of his life. The numbers. Look the at his, some of his numbers. The past three years of his career have been the best they've ever been. Look at some of his numbers, man. Yeah. Claude Giroux is underappreciated in this town. You know what? Because they haven't won enough. Yeah. Right. You're right, Sean. If they've won. That's not that they haven't won enough. They haven't won enough playoff games. Mm-hmm. If they've won a few more playoff games, not even a cup, but made it to the playoffs and won a few more playoff games, then he, he would be more recognized. Yeah. Sixers. Um, That's yeah, a tough one. I'm not a big basketball fan. Yeah, but so. I'm thinking recently, like, who's underappreciated as a Sixers player? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, that might, yeah, I, that might be a tough I one. I mean, the past two years hearing you guys and what people are saying about Joel Embiid, I, I would say him. He's not underappreciated, though. He He's a star. He's a star. He, he's getting the he recognition. Just, he, he needs to play more. He's getting the recognition he deserves. Okay. Like again, I don't know. I'm not a basketball fan. Yeah. Uh, some people might see Covington. I'm not going there. I'm not going there with Covington. How about Eagles You know what? You know what? I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go recently with the Sixers. I'm going to go J.J. Redick. And I know people look at J.J. Redick and go, he's a defensive liability. But people forget how many big shots that J.J. Redick made. J.J. Redick made a lot of huge, huge shots for this team in the last three years. But he's also missed a lot of huge shots, too, Sean. <sighs> huge, though, to win the games and stuff? No. No, he hasn't. Okay. He He's nah, – no, I'm going to go J.J. Redick because the most underappreciated in the last three. <coughs> They're going to miss him. And now he's gone, yep. They're going to miss – now, look, I, granted, I'm the first to tell you that they made the right move and letting him go. Because I had enough of him 
and I know I'm I'm talking at both sides of my mouth here. But I get what you're saying. Enough's enough. Enough was enough. Let's try something but else. But he was much more effective on the court than people give him credit for. All right. Uh, and let, let, I don't know. What's another one? Top Bobby Abreu. What's another Philly? Maybe. What's another Eagle? I mean, whatever you want to. You, you pick the last one. Uh, I mean that's that's tough. You got to sit here and you got to think. I don't know, Sean. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good it's definitely a good, that's uh, a good conversation to have though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone else, really, honestly. I mean, yeah. as coaching, underappreciated coaching. You know what? I, I, I would say Deuce Staley. I don't think he's appreciated. As a coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I think he's he should be an offensive coordinator, whether it's with the Eagles or elsewhere. I was actually going to say Deuce Staley is a running back in general. Well, I mean, yeah, because he was a solid workhorse. It's easy for football, man. It's easy to. There's a lot of them. Alshon Jeffries underappreciated. Oh, Alshon Jeffries underappreciated. He he's a possess. Look at the catches he makes. They're on fucking real. He's underappreciated. He's like, they're unreal. He's on. Like I've seen a f- couple catches that he's made since he's been with the Eagles, and I'm like, how in the fuck did he catch that? Jason Kelsey's underappreciated. Yeah, he's always trash too. He always gets trashed. Jason Kells is underappreciated. Yes. So. So is fucking, you want to go to that step, um, Jason Peters. I was going to go there, too. He is. He's underappreciated. Well, his age, and he's still able to do what he can do. Good. Okay, you're going to miss games. You know what? Look at his age. Let's do that now. Good thing you mentioned that, dude. Because I'm about to bring up a clip that's going to blow your fucking mind. It's going to blow your Mind, what you're about to hear. Talking about Jason Peters. This is unbelievable, dude. I'm going to put this on. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we got it. I'm going to put this on. And I just want you to sit back. Is this going to piss me off? It, It probably is. I just want you to listen to this because you're you're probably going to lose your mind when you hear this. All right, so this is this is on Undisputed, the show that uh, fucking nobody watches. But they bring up Jason Peters, Cripkeeper looking cocksucker. Let me let me let me just backtrack. Let me just backtrack for a second. This is this is fucking crazy. This is the clip I was telling you about before the show that's going to make you blow your fucking mind. This is what I told David Mako, who called up a couple minutes ago. Not to bring up, because I want to save your initial reaction. Jason Peters grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. He has Dallas Cowboy fans coming up to him. Keep that in mind. All right? Keep that in mind when you hear this. <coughs> what is your reaction to that? I'm going to try to be nice to Jason Peters because what? I respect him. He's a very good football Ooh. player and has been for a long time. He's made nine Pro Bowls, a couple of first-team All-Pros. Mm-hmm. He might even make it into the Hall of Fame at right. some point, right? Yes. But give me a break, Jason Peters. What? First of all, even though he is from a small town over on the Texas border of Louisiana, you realize as great as he's been, he got hurt that year in week seven of that Super Bowl year. 
He did not play another game. He didn't play in the playoffs. He did not play in that Super Bowl. I'll show you the ring. Oh, really? Well, we'll show you our five rings, because we got five to your one, Jason Peters. And by the way, the game you didn't play in, the Patriots should have won it, would have won it, <laughs> if <laughs> Bill Belichick hadn't inexplicably Get mysteriously Get the fuck out of here with this. His best this. defensive back, the player on defense who had played the most snaps through the regular season, Malcolm Butler, and allowed the backup quarterback for the Eagles to throw up 40 points? 40 points against Bill Belichick's vaunted defense? Jason Peters? Oh, yeah. Well, he was watching. He's standing on the sidelines, right? All right. Hold on. Hold on. Vaunted defense? The Patriots' defense fucking sucked that year. So let's not forget that. Now we got an ad going on here. But give me a fucking break. Dude, and first of all, and he's bashing Jason Peters. While Tom Brady throws for an all-time play. So he he's he's bashing, he's fucking bashing, Jason Peters. He's bashing the fucking Eagles. Now I'm having problems here. This fucking thing. Hold on. Uh -huh. What is your reaction? Hats off to our producer there, ladies so, so and gentlemen. So now they're beating their chest over one Super Bowl when that's all they've ever won as a franchise. Well, one Super Bowl. And then we righted the wrong last year by winning the division for the second time in three years and beat their behinds twice. Yeah. Beat them in Philly you, and beat them at Jerry World. Can I ask you a question? And now he's saying, I just show them the ring. Really? If, if, well, look at, we'll show you five Lombardis. With, what do you got? With anybody that's currently on the Cowboy roster, in double digit as far as age, when the last time y'all won a Super Bowl, mm. anybody on the roster? Mm. We got five of them, so I'll, yeah, I'll just hand on this that. Guys, they weren't even alive last time you won. Fuck I don't care. Sure, I, do. I was alive. Yeah, 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 we yeah. Talking this you. is about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I was alive. Cowboy fans are not yeah. getting in your face. They're getting mm. in this man's face. Oh, He's please. from Texas. Oh, who cares? I thought, oh, hold on. He's from Texas. He's I, disqualified. Just stay in Philly. And he went, and he went to yeah. Arkansas. I thought Ar Arkansans, mm -hmm. they love Texas. Yeah. They love the Cowboys. He was so good at Arkansas, he didn't even get drafted. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time Way to go. Harsh. Wow. Guy, Fuck you, Skip Bowers. You're an abortion that didn't yeah. take. He moved the tight end. <laughs> How about that? He was second team Fuck. all conference of the tight end. Yeah. Mm. Moved the tackle, mm. and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Mm. Some of the hidden gems. You know, mm. John Randall wasn't even drafted. Yep. He in the Hall. Mm. Skip, stop this. He's from Queen City, Queen Texas. City. I thought the Queen City was Cincinnati. Is no, that what they always that said? I don't know. That's what they call it. Uh, no, yeah. they call it the Maybe biggest. he should move to Cincinnati. How about that? Skip. Normally, what they call the Queen City, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the Queen City is the largest city that's not the capital. Oh. <laughs> so he fucking, dude, Shannon Sharp. Sharp first, he got him. first of all, Shannon Sharp. Now here's, here's Skip. Uh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody makes a fucking point, okay, I can't stand that. He's a fucking cocksucker. Yeah, boy. Now look, on you this know. show, we've never given that cocksucker enough airtime. Fuck him. But what he said about Jason Peters. Was this fucking respectful? It's, it, there's no valid. Yeah, point you mean nine pro players? You might be going to Hall of Fame. No, he is going to Hall of Fame. He's one of the best left tackles of all time. You fucking cocksucker! You look up Skip Bayless, and the definition says the definition of a, an abortion that did not take. That means they tried to rip his head out with a hanger, and he stuck around. It's Fuck true. Him. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
It's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, dude, come on. What it, the fuck is that? I love and you. I love you, brother, but it ain't worth talking about this cocksucker. Here's the other thing that got me. The Eagles didn't earn that Super Bowl. Come on, man. The Eagles, he said the Eagles did not earn that Super Bowl. The Patriots gave it to him. I mean, I can't say that. The Eagles fought and fought and fought the whole season. They scored 41 points with their back. So did Minnesota quarterback? Did Minnesota give us the playoff game too? Exactly, right? Get the fuck out of here. We the, fucking dominated both of them, and they yeah, can't Minnesota handle it. Minnesota just handed that over to us, right? No, Minnesota the most. You know, he talks about vaunted defense. Minnesota was a vaunted defense. Minnesota was the best defense in the NFL that year. The whole season. The Patriots defense. They were number sucked. two. The the Vikings defense was number two in the entire NFL for the entire season. Their defense was just beating people to fuck up. That's. That whole thing's complete bullshit. And Nick Foles came in there and he lassoed them with his fucking huge fucking long ass dick. <laughs> How you like that? Uh, but I'm not gonna lie, the beginning of that Vikings game wasn't looking good. No, no, it was wasn't. not it was, looking. That good. was close. It was close. Mm. Wow, that whole. Mm. Can you imagine me on this panel? When it's you, Gary, Ryan, uh, you, know, you, Jesus, you, Mike, Ryan, and we go, mm. You'd get a beer thrown at you. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. The whole time. That show, first of all, that show is so fucking scripted, it's not even funny. Well, it, it, it gets reactions. That's why the show's on the and air, And that's bro. why it's getting our reaction. Yeah, right? It's, it's right. But the, how fucking dare you bash Jason Peters? But I'm saying, showing as Eagles fans, he's getting a reaction from us. Jason because Peters, it's a well-known Jason fact Peters, that he loves Dallas. the godfather of this team. Yes. That's fine. Look, I would... Anybody that's a Dallas fan... I would never bash... Piece of trash. I would never bash Emmitt Smith. Except for the fact that he ran behind the best offensive line in football I mean, that year. However... Regardless, bro. He still ran it for 15 years, right? I mean, one of the best Emmitt running Smith backs still ever, one of the best. Bro. I would never... Bash Emma Smith to go. He might go in the Hall of Fame. Well, well, or where respect is warranted, it's warranted. Talk about someone who does. As a, as a sports game. fan, you you could be open minded and realize, hey, I can't say anything bad about Emma Smith. He's one of the best running backs there ever was. Hold on, I, I didn't play the best part. Of, uh, all right, so it cut out on me. So that clip cut out. But in the middle of the clip, he goes, "I hate the Eagles." I hate the colors. I hate everything they stand for. And I cu- it got cut out because I had to fuck around with audio. But, uh, well, good. We hate that fucking star. We hate you and your fucking lisp. And we hate your fucking show. Just go fuck yourself. Yeah. You cocksucker. Yeah. Hope your mom, your sister, your daughter, your wife, I hope they're all home getting fucking pummeled by your brother. <laughs> Every last one of them. It's true. I don't know what we're yelling about! Well, I don't know a better segue. Talking about Dallas and a bunch of assholes. Now, but seriously, if you are listening to this podcast, Corner Puss Sports Crew, chances are you are probably a sports fan. If you are a sports fan, you may want to listen up to this. Our friends over at Spectre Sports Art have a massive collection of -of one-of-a-kind artwork that even the most casual fan will love to get their hands on. At SpectreSportsArt.com, you can get you can get yourself a unique piece 
It has been hand-painted with care and perfection to detail of your favorite players and sports moments. Brian Dawkins, Joel Embiid, Bryce Harper, Carson Wentz, Muhammad Ali, Walter Payton. Moments from the Villanova titles runs. You know, title runs, I should say. Super Bowl 52. When Eagles held their first ever Lombardi trophy. These are some of the few of the exclusive collection over at SpectreSportsArt.com. Behind the canvas is the artist Jordan Spector. He's a Temple University grad here in Philly and a former football player himself that has been creating electric fine art pieces for collectors, professional athletes alike, and has collaborated with many organizations and charities to share his work, work with the world. You can now get your own part of history to have in your own home. Just go to SpectreSportsArt.com, check out the amazing collection, and at checkout, just for our listeners, you can use the code CORNERPUB20. That's CORNERPUB20 for a 20% discount. One more time for the people in the corner. CORNERPUB20 for website? a 20% discount, SpectreSportsArt.com. There are some amazing pieces of artwork that will have your guests talking. Don't just take it from us. Here's an actual testimonial from a satisfied customer. You may know his name. It's Brian Dawkins. See, not all of us have the same gifts. Because mm. there's no way I can do any of this, what this gentleman's just did. But being, able to, being able to bless people with the energy. So there's a difference between having a painting to me and then having painting with energy that jumps off. So like I said, the details, and that, that brings emotion to the painting. It's not just a painting. It's a, it's becomes, it comes alive. So head over to com. Use the promo code CORNERPUB20 at checkout for 20% discount on your order to collect a unique piece of sports art that will you will be sure to cherish forever. This is movement. This is passion. This is art with energy. SpectreSportsArt.com. Check them out. Wow. Well done, brother. Thanks, man. It's a good read. Absolutely. Did a now, good job. New, brand new partner, SpectreSportsArt.com. Check them out. Jordan's a good guy, man. Really good guy. If you didn't know, or if you did know, then Jordan. we have him calling on our show Jordan before. called on our show about a year ago, and Jordan is the one who created the billboard that hung in New England last year during the preseason. Oh, don't get me Basically started on that. Basically bashing that fucking team. Uh, so, um, before we get into football stuff, actually, you know what? Before I even do that, I want to bring up something else. This is an interesting question. This is a hard question. I brought it up on uh, Twitter, and I said, out of the t- these two, because I, Twitter's a younger thing, right? I want to bring up Gene Hart, because Gene Hart is up there. But Yeah, not, not some of our younger listeners might not even realize who he is. Right, so so my which my, that that's sad. Yeah, it is. But growing up listening to him call a hockey game, whew. I know. God I know. damn, he, he was he was absolutely fantastic. But the pub call, the pubcast question this week on uh, Twitter at Corner Pub Sports was if we can only have one of these two legendary broadcasters grace the airways in Philly, who would it be? Would it be Harry Callis or would it be Merrill Reese? I mean, you got to give it to Harry Callis because of what he's done, and, you know, he's not here with us. 
But I mean, if he take, was, take that away. I mean, take I, that away. I would go Merle Reese, bro. Say they're both alive. Merle Reese. So you go Merle Reese. Yes. So, okay. Now Harry was on the on the. Maybe it's a little unfair. Harry was on the TV. Merrill never was. Right. But let's just go radio. Voice and the way to present the game. You're going Merrill Reese. Yes. Damn. I disagree. I, I, I mean, I can't argue with you. So Because that's a phenomenal choice to, to so, say as well. So I just want to hear your, your stance, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll give you mine. Well, I mean, can I say one is better than the other? No. my It's just my opinion because no, I'm not saying that. I, I listened to more of Merrill Reese than I did of Harry Callis because I would make a point of stopping to, if I couldn't watch it, I would make a point of having the Eagles game on the radio. I didn't do the same for the Phillies. Well, here, here's some of the tweets we got back from a, at Debbie uh, underscore hacker. Could not choose. Uh, Shweezy86 said this might be the only unanswerable question ever in the that's, world. That's a very good answer. Right. I uh, Brock Millennial, I refuse to pick either one of them because they're equally greatest of all time. I can't do it. I love them both. Someone else, uh, show me your boobsy. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jackson is getting pretty legendary in my book. Just saying. Jim Jackson's He's a good. damn good yes. announcer. And we had some others. That's a tough question. X underscore knob knuckle underscore X. Knob knuckle? Yeah, knob knuckle. That's pretty good. His, uh, his uh, avatar is uh, Jim Moore going, playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> the results of the uh, thing was 60, 66% said Harry Kales. 34% said Merle Reese. I'm going to go Harry because my opinion, and I said this in our group thread. I just didn't feel that anyone painted a picture brighter than Harry. And that voice, that, this is Harry Callis here at the ballpark. I I can't argue because he's equally great. It's a hot day here. Some hookers sucking all my cock right now. It's so hot. My ball bag is sticking to the leg. (laughs) It's a long fly ball. So whose call's better? It's out of here, or it's good. I mean, right? it's, they're they're oh, equally they're great. So good, I know. That's a tough. That it's actually, a touchdown cast by Nick Foles. That actually might be a tougher it's poll tough. question. Whose call is better? It's out of here, or it's good. Ooh. The thing I think Merle Reese has Ooh. an edge over is when when there's a dumb play or a bad call, the way Merle Reese analyzes that. I think that's a little bit better than the way Harry Callis would analyze it. Well, Harry Callis, all you hear is... Yeah. Yeah, smoking it, a cigar. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Suck it, it down, rum and cokes. It doesn't matter if they lose. I'm still getting my dick sucked after the game. Chick sucking his cock while they can't see him. Right, exactly. Ah, man. I just... I don't know. I, I got to go Harry. I mean, I love Merrill. I, I got to go Harry. Uh, all the way. All the way, man. But no, that's cool. And, and your brother agreed with you. He mm. said Merrill. Mike agreed with me. He said Harry. So we're two two. And I think that's a majority, man. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are going to go halfway. You just don't understand what the Eagles were in my home growing up. And also, I also yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saying. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I watch more games and listen to. Yeah. You know, I think that's another thing. You know, there was more of the television crew. 
is more of John Madden calling my games as a kid. I remember being. Than, a, I remember being a kid, and and there was a lot of times if the Eagles didn't sell out, it wasn't televised. Oh no! So you had to listen on yeah, radio. Yeah. Remember ninety five, for who for what? Yeah. That was blacked out. Yeah, for who? For me? It was for Tam- what? It was against Tampa Bay in Veterans Stadium. The game was blacked out. Yeah. Who yeah. was the player that said that? Ricky yeah, that cocksucker. Ricky, no, Ricky Waters is a good player. Oh, man, he was, yeah, he was ex- absolutely You want to talk about somebody who should be a Hall of Famer? Ooh. Ricky Waters should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, man. Ricky Waters should be a Hall of Famer. God damn. He was a good player, man. Good player. Herschel Walker. Yeah, mm. he's another one. He's not in the Hall of Fame. No. Nah. Nope. You want to do SSCS? Let's do it. Oh, oh, man. Let's do it. All right, I'll go first. Okay, I got to find your thing first. Find that clip. All right. Seeming so swallowing cocksucker all the week. And this is why. You cocksucker! I'll punch you in the mouth! Fuck, well, I actually kind of forget who my SSCS <laughs> was. I had it written down. And I don't remember who my SSCS was. Really? Like, yeah, I actually kind of forget. Um, Did you have too much to drink, Sean? No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Oh, no, no. I remember who it was now. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I apologize. My SSCS this week is the are the people who are calling out LeBron James this week at his son's basketball game. Ah, oh, come on, man. So he's at his son's high school basketball game. He's at the one under the floor. And uh, there's an alley hoop performed. And LeBron is so excited. He runs out in the court, loses his shoe. To congratulate his son. Well, not yet, but his shoe was in the middle. He was so fired up. He ran out into the court all fired up, hands waving, leaves his shoe in the middle of the court, goes back out. As the play is coming back, grabs his shoe, gets off the court. Uh, Timeout is called, and he comes out and and chest bumps his son. What's wrong with that? He's getting killed. Um. Let me, you know what, let me see if I can find this. Let, I me, mean, see if, let me see if I can find this. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, because he's a, a star basketball player, he can't show emotion when he's at his son's ball game? That's that's stupid. That's flat-out ridiculous, no matter how you feel about him. It was pretty bad. Uh, um, I mean, he, here's what Jason Whitlock said. Uh, you, know what, the, nah, you know what? Fuck that. It's too long. It's four minutes long. I'm not playing that. I'm not playing that. Fuck that. I, I can't go through that. I didn't edit this beforehand, so I'm not going to go through it. But basically, Jason Woodluck said that he was making a fool out of himself, that fame and fortune is like cocaine to LeBron James, where he can't get enough of it. He just compared. He compared his success to cocaine? Yeah. That's not fair. No. And I don't like LeBron James, but that's not a fair analogy. He's at his son's. Leave him alone. Basketball game. Yeah. So someone else was like, oh, you know, well, if Joe Schmo jumped on the court, he would have been thrown out. Yeah, but Joe Schmo isn't LeBron James. Right. Now, I know it's unfair to say that. But, LeBron, but it is what it is. LeBron James is there for his son, and he's cheering on his son. He has a right to have a little bit of dignity and be left alone. I'm sorry. Hockey parents are the most insane motherfuckers on the Soccer's face of the earth. Worse, bro. They're fucking crazy. Soccer moms they're are cr- nuts. Yeah, they're crazy. But that's okay, right? They're screaming, fuck yeah, man! That's okay. LeBron is celebrating. He's not screaming at a ref. He's not carrying He's on. He's not arguing with He's, parents. Was he a little eccentric? So what? Yeah, he was a little eccentric. He's happy for his son. 
but he does not deserve the bullshit for a guy who. So your son's your son's sixteen years old, Sean. Yeah, dude, he, absolutely. He's quarterback yeah. on a high school football team. Uh huh. He throws a thirty yard pass for the winning touchdown. You're not going to do cartwheels. Are you kidding team? me? Come on. I'm fucking high five in yeah. the opposite Goddamn team. Goddamn right. Are you kidding? If my son does something like I'm that on a, on a football field, baseball field, hockey court, or hockey court, hockey rink, or a basketball absolutely. court, I am going insane. For my kid. God That's right. my kid. That's my flesh and blood. That's the kid I raised. Yeah, I am I jumping up and down. Just because your kid sucks doesn't yeah. mean, you know what I mean? My jet just won the game. <laughs> <laughs> jet is just boneless. Jet is just boneless children. That's great. Yeah, well. Um, but honestly, no, I mean, yeah. it's his son. Yeah. Let him celebrate. Leave him alone. So, uh, guy goes in doctor's office. Doctor says to him, uh, I don't know what to tell you, sir. Your, your wife's really sick. What do you mean she's really sick? Well, I can't tell if she has Alzheimer's or AIDS. Doc, what am I supposed to do? Well, I'm going to make a suggestion. Drive her two miles away. <laughs> if she comes back, don't fuck her. What's she, a fucking a boomerang? Throw her and see if she comes back? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, it's your turn. Seeming oh, swallowing cocksucker of the week. week. And, then and this is why. You cocksucker! I'll punch you in the mouth! This might be the most, the most epic SSCS of all time. Let's play the clip. Let's play the clip. You got it, you got it loaded up? Hey. Working today? Uh, no, I took off. I talked to Gary this morning. Oh, uh, okay. What's going on? Hey, so I got a little bit of a concern. Okay. Gary tells me uh, that somebody came to him saying that I was talking trash about him. And uh, the only person he talked to yesterday was you. So I'm a little concerned. What do you mean? You said... He was the only person I he talked. I was the only person he talked to yesterday. Well, he went and saw. Yeah. All right. He did see you yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. He came and brought me out three bottles of fuel. Yep. So when I talked to him today to ask him about something. He said, "Yeah, one of the guys told me you were talking trash about him. That that you're something about you're not you're not happy with me, and I'm not ever going to progress in this company." And I said, "Who said it?" And he uh, said, you know who said it. I said, no, I really don't care who said it. And he kept saying, you know who said it. And then when I realized who he was with yesterday, he was the only person he was with. So you didn't by chance say anything to Gary like that? Um, I, I, I might have slipped up and told him something, but at the end of the day, you know, these are your words, not mine. You did, you know, when, we, when, when you called me after Gary called you, what was it, last week, um, about, you know, talking, you know, I, I, I told him about the whole promotion thing and, you know, the opportunity, and you called me back and told me your exact words were, just so you know, Gary's not involved in the in the following plans. Um, you know, apparently the higher-ups aren't happy with him, so, you know, we're going to be letting him go at that time, bud. That's where your exact words. First of all, I never said we were going to let him go. And second of all, why would you feel 
Gary, even if I did say that. Because, Gary, at the end of the day, Gary has a family. And you, your exact words were you're going to be letting him go come the end of the year. Those are your exact words. Pat, do you know that's a fireball offense? That's uh, detrimental to the, to, the, to the company. It's detrimental to management. That does nothing positive for the company or the branch. If we had a private conversation and you ran back and told that person, well, at the end of the day, the the man has a family and kids. I'm not gonna let the, I'm not gonna see that happen to Gary. I like Gary. He's a great guy. He does everything he possibly can. He's never steered me wrong not once. He's never lied to me once. Um, so I respect Gary. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But what that tells me, Pat, is you don't respect me, and you wanted uh, something to happen between Gary and I. No, that's that's not that's not. I just wanted I just wanted Gary to know that because he he he's. Come the end of the year, I'm not going to see Gary out of a job because that's not your that's not your choice, Pat. That's that's A and B. If I did say anything, I was highly inappropriate to say that. I agree, I, but you did say it. That's they're your words. So moving forward, move- just to pause for a second. That fucking line right there, but you that is inappropriate. But you said what? it. That's and your you words. You said it. Now, the reaction, he doesn't deny it. No. He tries to walk around it. He absolutely walks around it. Yes. Uh, and and the other guy says, you can, he more or less says, you can walk around it all you want. That's what the fuck you said. All right, here we go. Here's the rest of you the call. You snake in the grass. <laughs> all right, here's the rest of the call. Moving forward, okay, there's no more conversation between you and I, right? It's strictly business. And? And we'll go from there. Okay, that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, you, had, you shouldn't have told me that to begin with. I mean, as, as a branch I never mat- said that. You, you did. You, so you're calling me a liar, Brent? That, absolutely, I'm Pat. That's fine. But that, that's, all you, that's all you do, bro, is all you do is lie, lie, lie. You lie to everybody. Okay, so I need you to come in on Monday, and we'll put you on a final. That's, where's my written? I didn't get a written. Yeah. Uh, this is this is your verbal warning. Now you're on a written. How? What do you mean how? You don't understand how management works? I I do I do understand how management works, but um, me me telling another employee uh, something that you did say that's that, not right there. That's that's why I know you don't understand it because that right there is detrimental. The exact words in the policy are detrimental to. To the work performed on daily operations. Well, you only have yourself to blame for that, Brenton, because you like to run your mouth. I do know that you speak to a lot of other technicians. You talk trash about guys left and right. You can't deny that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Pat. I know I am. Like I said, you come in Monday, and we'll. Uh, you want to put your resignation in? No, I know I don't want to put my resignation in, but you have you have no grounds to fire me right now. Uh, it, again, I just told you what the policy states. I I've read the policy. I read it. It's clear as day yesterday. I read the whole of my entire handbook yesterday. Then you should know. That's exactly what it says in there. So I, I have yet to get a written. So how, how can you put me on a final if I had never had a written, Brenton? Again, you said this is a verbal. So where's my written? This is a verbal. Now this is a written since it came to an escalation where it demands a final warning. You go on a final warning your first time. Okay, so you're, you're, you're telling me my verbal and my written are exactly the same for the exact same reason. He knew. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay, so again, do you want to put your two weeks in? I do not want to put my two weeks in. Okay, so on Monday, I'll have you sign the paperwork, and we'll go from there. I'm not signing the paperwork because you're not going to give me a verbal and a, and a written on this for the exact same thing. You can't, like, can't, you can't do that. I do understand how management works. You must not understand how to be a manager because the way you, the way you carry yourself is an absolute. Again on Monday, come in. We'll sign the paperwork. We'll go from there. I'm not signing any paperwork. So if you need to get anyone else, if you then you can't work. That's fine. I'll go over your head if I need to. That's fine. They're actually here tomorrow if you want to come in. That's fine. Perfect. See you tomorrow. That is the ultimate. That's a way of telling your boss, hey, look. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. But he did it respectfully. He didn't curse. He never cursed. He didn't He didn't, He didn't. didn't get a little huffy till the end when he was told he was a liar. I'm, I'm, you know what? Even that. Even that. Right. I think the employee was more than don't, respectful. Right, the only thing he said was you lie all the time. That's and he told him it was a joke. Yeah, he, he said this is a joke. Yeah. He said this is a joke. You can't give me written and verbal on the same thing. I read the handbook, and you're not what you're giving me the same thing. Now, all right, so let's get to your SSCS. So my SSCS is somebody that thinks that they got the upper hand and lies to keep things going, and it keeps lying, and can't remember what they lied about in the beginning, so keeps lying to cover up the first lie. It came back and bit you in the ass. How do you like that? Here's my cock in your fucking ass. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick, you jerk off. I'm sure you can't wait, you fuckhead. Yeah. Got it all over my shorts. <laughs> talk about a talk about a slimy, sleazy, undercut it cocksucker. Rant over. <laughs> this song's at request. Counting all the assholes in the room. So this week, um, I put a question on uh, Facebook. Shout out to my two friends who we went and had breakfast yesterday. Thanks for this entertaining weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So the other day I was on uh, on, the, on the TV. Movie came across my uh, scroller. I stopped. I didn't watch the rest of the movie. What movie was it? Three quarters of the way done. What was it? Good fellas. I can't shut that movie off. I mean, that's a hell of a fucking movie. Okay, ask you. I got a couple, man. And I put this on my personal Facebook page. You're scrolling through. You come across the movie. Jaws. No matter what part of the movie it's You on. can't turn it off. I won't turn it off. You will not turn it off. I, I say, oh, what the fuck am I want to watch this for? I watched it 50 times. And I just don't turn it off. It stays on. That's one. Goodfellas is another one. And Casino is another one. Okay. Uh, uh, Goodfellas, 
Pulp Fiction, my two. I can't, I can't shut off either one. Either one, I, I can't. No matter where I'm at in the movie, I'm in. And you know what? And, and, I, and this has nothing to do with what I like better. Uh, the 1989 Batman with Nicholson and Keaton. No matter where it is, I gotta watch it. Even What's though I like Danny DeVito is Naz no. Nicholson is the Joker. Um, but even though I like the Dark Knight trilogy better, but like Dark Knight itself, the one with uh, Heath Ledger. I think Jack Nicholson was better, bro. Nah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Ledger. I'm going Ledger over Heath Nicholson. But no matter what. It was a little I, different. I like that movie better. But I, there's something about the 1989 Batman because it takes me back to my childhood. I can't turn it off. This town needs an enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that somewhere here. Get those wonderful toys. <laughs> right, so great. There's so many scenes. So I know that Terminator 2 is another one. Terminator 2 is another one. Well, speaking of speaking of fucking good fellows at Casino, man. Uh, trailer drop for uh, the Irishman this week. Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, Harvey Keitel. The the the, uh, the fucking rogue from fucking X Men, that bitch, she's in it. Whatever her name is. Who's playing the Irishman? De Niro is the Irishman. Wow. Uh, so so Pacino is playing Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, he carry De, De, around De Niro. De Niro, <laughs> De Niro is a hitman. Hitman. Uh, this is this oh, is the same storyline. This is Pennsylvania based. Yeah. This was the Scranton, like the Scranton area-based uh, uh, mob, and uh, this is this is a this is this has huge local ties. If you're a Philadelphia, fuck Rocky. You want to go you real? Fuck Rocky. I, said, I just I'll say that. Fuck I, you. Did I just stutter? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Did I just fucking fucking beer? What are you telling me? Show me a chugging sign. Did I just fucking stutter? Your hands and legs ain't fucking broke. Did I just stutter? Your headphones got fucking wire on them. Reach. (laughs) Did I just stutter? Fuck Rocky, beer. Did I just stutter? No. Fuck you to fuck. I said fuck Rocky. Oh fuck. Let's go to a real story. That is a real fucking story. Rocky ain't real. Oh, it could be. It ain't. It could be. It ain't. But it could be. Irishman's a real fucking. Fuck the Irishman. How about that? (laughs) Potato eating cocksuckers. You get in my face with that, I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You piece of shit. Shut the fuck up! No, fuck Miller Lite. I'll take a minute. No, I want a fucking uh, pale ale. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> dude, how good does that look? I've been waiting for this movie for like four years, dude. It does look good. It looks so good. You're opening. I, I, uh, Callie's just calling. He, he never fell. did. Oh, fuck. Must have fell yeah, asleep. See, that's what you get. That's what you get for cursing Rocky. Now you're getting jizzed on. Fucking head all over the bar. Like, they're right. head on the bar. Let's talk some Eagles, man. Training camp. what you say? Well, I've seen a few things. Carson Wentz has still got a fucking cannon, and that connection between him and Deshaun Jackson, Jesus. And 
and just watching other highlights and things on the in the, on the computer and the, the clips. Nelson Aguilar's hands, bro. Yeah. Jesus. Aguilar and Goddard. Damn. And guess what? We already know what Zach Ertz's hands are. Dude. Aguilar, Ertz, Goddard, middle of the field. Damn. Good luck. How do you stop this offense? Good luck. I tell you what, you're going to have to load up the box and attack the quarterback. So what does that do? That opens up the middle of the field. Not only, not only that, you have Miles Sanders, who has been impressing the coaches out of camp. They said he's well ahead of where they thought he was going to be. But how, and how, you have how, Darren Sproles. How quality is Miles Sanders right now, going into the season, receiving out of the back? He's a good, he's a good pass catching back. Now look, he's a rookie, yeah, right. But Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles is making his team, right? Yeah, but he's not going to be the guy he was. Third and long, he uh, will. So uh, like you load, up, you load, you want to load the box, and, and you have a good uh, uh, run blocking back, or a guy who can run a wheel route and run it down your throat. Well, you get good luck, Darren Sproles in the flat. You would, like you just said, he's you, gone. You want to attack this team in the box. You're a, you can't do that. First of all, you can't do that. There's no other choice, Sean. Yeah, but you can't. Do you got to try to stop the court, the pass, right. and the run. The most times when you when you when you want to when you want to attack the box when you when you want to line up eight guys in the box, box, it's because you have a run and attack and nothing else. That's that's defensively. That's when you want to do that. You got Zach Ertz. You got Dallas Goddard. Right. You got. Um, yeah, but you hear what I'm saying now? Uh, yeah, Alshon okay. Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson. Who are you stopping? You just answered my question. You're not doing it. But the last two guys you just said. Most teams, when they when they can run, you load up the box and you make the quarterback make plays. Well, guess what? You have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson on the outside. So they're going to have to play man. They got to. You're, you're fucked. Why? Your front, your front because line no has to one do, they have, has to can guard Deshaun Jackson one-on-one no. in this league. No. No one, even at 32 years old. No. Nobody can guard Deshaun no. Jackson one-on-one. And you nobody. Can, if you double-team him, then you got Alshon Jeffrey. And then you got the two guys in the middle. Good luck. What, what are you going to do? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. So you play man or you play zone and hope for the best. We got a lot. We got a yes. lot to get to. We're going to talk a lot of Eagles within the next couple of weeks. We got four weeks left until training. We talked a lot of Eagles with uh, David Mako earlier. Um, you know and, what? And, and, and it's training camp. So, so by the time next week's show starts, we're going to be playing Tennessee, right? Yes. We'll play Tennessee. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we saw. It's been a long time since the Eagles had a passing attack that teams were afraid of. And now we have it. You never had that wide receiving core. Nope. Even with, even with T.O. No, they weren't afraid of the passing game. It was T.O. and then what? L.J. Smith and Todd Pinkston. Yeah. I lost, this it. Is, I lost it in the lights. This is the best receiving quarters. Pro football focus. Pro football focus. Number one team. Yes. Receiving core. Tight ends included. Who was the last the time? Eagles. When was the last time, and who were they, the Eagles had a a wide-receiving tandem like this? I'll tell you to one side. I got one. Calvin Williams. Calvin Williams, Fred Barnett. There you go. 1991-92. Yes, got it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, so we have to go back that far. So 
so one of our division rivals, and we'll get into divisions in a second. We're going to uh, preview the uh, NFL North divisions real quick. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott holding out. I don't think he comes back this season. You don't think so? No. You think he holds out? Yeah. I, He's that what, type of dude, dude. He's a jerk-off Jerry, kind of you dude. You hear what Jerry Jones said? No. Jerry Jones said, we, uh, naming the last team, basically we don't need to win the NFL Super Bowl. We are NFL Super Bowl. We don't need to win a Super Bowl with a high-powered with back. an NFL Russian leader. Yep. All right. In recent history, he, he more or less said we don't need our rushing leader to win the Super Bowl. In recent history, he's right. Um, now they need him. They the need Cowboys him. do. Yeah, they're like twenty-four and twelve they with Ezekiel him. Elliott on the field. No matter how great that offense. Oh yeah, line they is, have, they need they Ezekiel need Elliott. Him. But in teams in general, he's not wrong. Jerry Jones is not wrong in saying that. But he's still being an arrogant smug prick. That Who, team. Which need, one? Jerry Jones. That team needs Ezekiel on that team. Who's being more smug? Jerry Jones or Ezekiel Elliott, who has two years left? Oh, right. Jerry Jones is running a business. Ezekiel Elliott's an employee. Do what you're told. You you got a contract. Honor it. Right. Yeah, I can't argue Ezekiel that. Elliott has two years left on that contract. That's bullshit. You play out this year, and then next year you hold out yeah. if you don't feel like you're making enough. I mean, you don't hold out with two years left, man. I mean, you're in your rookie fucking year. I mean, if he could force the issue and get away with it, then that's where Jerry Jones has to st- stand still, put his foot down, and don't give in. The last, the last time this happened was 1993 with Emmitt Smith. Yes. Emmitt Smith held out. The Cowboys started 0-2. Was that his second year? No, no. Emmitt I mean, Smith is in the league for like four years. Well, I point. think Emmitt Smith had a valid point of doing it. Sure. Yeah. But, but still. And this is back in the 90s where – Money bags were valuable. This, yeah, but the money thing wasn't as crazy and all this stuff, right? Uh, Emma Smith held out because he didn't feel like he was getting his worth. The Cowboys started 0-2. They signed Emmett to a four-year, $12 million a year. And won four games in a row. They, they went 12-2 and two yes. the rest of the way, and they won a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. They, they won back-to-back Super Bowls in 93. This is 93. Yes. So does he do the same here with Zeke? No. It's a I, different NFL. I think he does. No, I don't think he will. I don't think he goes. I don't think he. Dak. Dude, Dak blows. Dude, did I, I think he's going to let the season start and see what he's got before he panics and does that. He's going to do the same thing. Yeah. He signed Alfred Morris to a deal uh, because they're they're panicking. Alfred Morris blows. I mean, you got to do something. You had to do something. 28 and 12 with Ezekiel Elliott on the field. Yeah. You need Ezekiel Elliott on the yeah. field. As a, as that's that's 65% better. Another team, Melvin Gordon. And this is big because the Los Angeles Los Angeles Chargers are they're everyone's darling in the AFC to make a run here. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. Why? Because they've been talked about like that for the past four or five they're, years. Yeah, but here's the difference. Their defense is actually good this year. Their but, defense has always been a weak point. They made a lot of moves with Joey Bosa, who, by the way, is a monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. And they made a lot of moves on defense this year to but you're strengthen not, up you're, their defense. We talked about it last week. You're not getting 100% over that hump with rookies their first year, Sean. You're just not. Yeah, but not just rookies. Free agents. They, they made a lot of moves. They made a lot of moves. They strengthened that team big time. I just don't believe in it. But Melvin Gordon might be holding out. He, signs are pointing that he's going to hold out this year. The team offered him $10 million. He said no. 
Melvin Gordon's a, a he's a top five, if not top three, all around back. We talked about it last week in the league. He's holding out. He might not play this year. But the same token, Sean, is that a lot of teams in the NFL nowadays do not put that value on the running back. They just don't. No, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, you at all. You need them in, on your team, but they're not going to put a $14 million a year value on the running back. They're just not. No, I know. Not going to. $10 million for a, a quality running back, that's that's top-tier money. That's, get, that's, that's high-quality money. That means we respect your talent. But – it is what it is. Uh, by the way, the Eagles signed a, a safety from the uh, Titans, uh, Cyphern. So they view the him death. either as a safety or a linebacker. He can play the same position that Malcolm Jenkins played last year. Can't body. Well, here's the problem. He played a little linebacker in the past, and he's coming off a torn ACL last year. There it is. However, if he plays safety or a linebacker, there's a compensator. Uh, there's a there's a pick. Eagles um, got to give up a pick. They would gain an extra fifth, fourth round pick if they were to release Sandejo or LJ Fort if they keep um, Cipher. If he makes it over one of them. Hmm. Isn't fucking Howie Rosen working the magic with the contracts? I think LJ Fort says bye bye. Yeah. This guy's in here as a linebacker, gain a fourth round pick. We don't know, Sean. Let's see how his knee holds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go. Let's go at NFL North, right? Yeah. Let's start off with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Steelers added Dante Moncrief to wide receiving core. So it's Juju and Moncrief. I mean, that's a solid wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Mark Barron, linebacker, and Stephen Nelson, cornerback. They drafted Delvin Bush, linebacker, Deontay Johnson, uh, wide receiver. Losses. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Jesse James, Marcus Gilbert, LJ Fort now with the Eagles, uh, Sensen Ball, and Morgan Burnett is safety. This Those is a team three loss. This is a team that had one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. I think their era's coming to a close. Yeah, the fact that Antonio Brown's gone. I mean they'll compete, but they're never gonna be quality playoff team again. Not with this. Not they with were this. nine six and one last year with Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right, hold on to your record. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Browns were seven, oh. eight and one last year. They were a much improved team with Baker Mayfield. I think they're the team you got to watch. Here's who they added: Garrett Gilbert, quarterback; Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, Demetrius Harris, Kendall Lamb, uh, offensive tackle; guard Eric Cush, defensive end. Olivier Vernon. Defensive tackle, Sheldon Richardson. Adrius Taylor, Morgan Burnett. They also drafted Greedy Williams, cornerback. Asun uh, Tiaki. Uh, safety, Sheldrick Redwine. So they, they made nice picks up, pickups there. They lost Tyrod Taylor, Brashard Perriman, Darren Fells. Let me just look through here. E.J. Greens, Jabir, uh, Jabril Peppers. No one really of loss there. They, they traded Jabril Peppers for the Odell Beckham thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Over there. <laughs> that's uh, um. That's big. That's big. Uh, the Browns made a lot of moves there. They did. Quality moves. We'll get to them in a second. Cincinnati Bengals. Six and ten last year. They added J. 
John Miller, guard, Kerry Wynn, defensive end, and uh, B.W. Webb, cornerback. They they drafted John uh, Williams, tight end, uh, Drew Sample, linebacker, Jermaine Pratt. They lost Tyler Croft, Jake Fisher, Vontez Burfitts to the uh, Raiders. They stay in the Not basement. much there, yeah. I, I think um, they're – Shame. Yeah, I think they're about the same. And then Baltimore, 10-6. and six. They added Mark Ingram, Shane Ray, Pernell McPhee, Justin Bethel, Earl Thomas. They added quite a bit. Damn. They uh, drafted Marquise Brown, wide receiver, which is – that's a good pick. J- uh, Jalen Ferguson, Miles Boykin in the third round, Justice Hill running back. It's a Boykin. It's a Boykin. They lost Joe Flacco. I left Baltimore. Uh, John Brown, Michael Crabtree, Brent Urban, Suggs, C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle. They lost a lot on defense. Yeah. A lot on defense. That's going to hurt. And then uh, that's so that's the AFC North. Where do you go in AFC North? Browns, Bengals, uh, Steelers. I think the Browns take that division. So, man, here's the thing. Like, I, I think Mayfield might be the real deal. Yeah. Look what they put around them. I'm, s- man. I, I just I don't know if I can go there yet. I, I mean, St- now I'm not going Steelers. No, I'm going either Ravens or Browns. I I just think that the Ravens had too much. Uh, they lost a lot defensively. Their their defense got depleted. But and they're starting a brand new quarterback. But it's the Browns. It's the Browns. I mean. got a good point there, Sean, because how many times have the Browns have made top-quality, big-name moves and still sucked? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's that's there anymore. I think this quarterback is going to help them get over that hump. I think Mayfield's the real deal. Yeah. Oh, we got to pick our draft picks, yeah. by the way. Uh, no, I, I – man. I'm going to go Ravens slightly edge to Browns, and the Browns still make the plus. I'm going to go 10-6 and six Ravens, 9-7 and seven Browns. I got it first. Seven and nine Steelers, six and ten Bengals. I agree with the Bengals. You think the Steelers finished that low in the cellar? Yeah, I, I think they're gonna. Be I, bad. I got them eight. I and said eight. seven and nine. I, I got eight and eight. I said seven and nine Steelers. Yeah, similar. Did, yeah. Wow, that division mm-hmm. sucks. So is that fart you just left? No, that stinks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Here we go. NFC North Vikings finished eight seven and one last year. They added Josh Klein. They added Shamar Steven. That's it. That's all they. That's all they did. Defensive tackle and a guard, or actually uh, a guard. And, yeah, guard defensive tackle. Uh, Spit it tackle. out, you fuck. I know. I'm sorry. Garrett Barbary, uh, a guarded center. So they drafted another offensive lineman, Irv Smith Jr., tight end. That's actually a good pick. Alexander uh, Matheson, uh, running back. They lost Tavis Murray, Sheldon Richardson. Sandejo to the Eels and George Ayotoa. They lost a little bit defensively. Kirk Cousins, you know, basically, you know, unprecedented contract last year was given to him, man. Uh, I mean, this is uh, crazy. They they finished with the worst record last year than they did with Case Keenum the year before. Yep. And how much money did their new quarterback get? 
A whole hell of a lot more. something million yeah. guarantee. So that's the Vikings at 8-7-1. That defense is still good, though. Always will be. Green Bay, 6-9-1. Yeah. They got a new head coach. They, they added Billy Turner, uh, a guard, defensive end, uh, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and Adrian Amos at safety. They drafted Rashawn uh, Gray, Gary at the defensive end. Darnell Savage, uh, corner, uh, safety, I'm sorry. They lost Randall Cobb. They lost Muhammad Wilkerson. They lost Nick Perry. Clay Matthews is gone. Jake Ryan is gone. Bashad Breland is gone. And Kendall Bryce is gone. I have uh, very little hope for the Packers this year. i got to be honest with you. A team that finished 6-9-1, I mean, t- in my eyes, didn't get any better. They got Aaron Rodgers, bro. And they, I understand that they, they still have Devontae Adams. They, they still, still have, they just need a few players. They to still get have hot. no, yeah, but they've been that way for years. They uh, still have no right. running game. They can't make the push. They lost their leader on defense. They cannot make the push, and they got a new, a new coach and a new coach. Yeah. Uh, we got the Detroit Lions. Lions finished six and ten last year. <laughs> they added a lot: C.J. Anderson, Dami Amendola, Jesse James, Logan Thomas, Trey Flowers. Uh, on on defense, Justin Coleman, Marcus Cooper, and uh, whatever. Uh, drafted a tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. But every three years, the Do- Detroit Lions do this, and still go, yeah. don't go Losses, anywhere. They lost Bruce Ellington, T.J. Lang, Ziggy, and Zaya. Eh, not much there. Glover Quinn, safety. Uh, middle yeah, of field's a little different for the for the Lions. I don't expect anything from them. No. Uh, they're the same fucking team. And it's a shame because they got a quality quarterback. Yeah, Matt Stafford's being wasted. His yeah, career's yeah. being wasted. Yep. And how about the Bears at twelve and four last year? The Bears at twelve and four. Mike Davis, running back, Ted Larson, guard, Buster Skeerin, ha ha Clinton Dix. They 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 brought in two new kickers. <laughs> 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 doink doink. Uh David Montgomery was uh drafted running back. Uh, Ryle Ridley, that was it. That's all they drafted. That's he had it. Two draft picks. Uh, losses: Jordan Howard, Eric Cush, Bryce Callahan, Adrian Amos, and Cody Parkey. The biggest name there that was lost is Jordan Howard, bro. I kind of agree with you there, um, but I still think that um, Chicago is built to make a push. Thirteen and three. Thirteen to three yes. for the Bears. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eleven to five. I still think the Bears win the division. Who do you think? Who finishes second? I'll go Vikings at. I was gonna say Minnesota, ten and six. This is a bad division. Yeah, it's tough. I'm gonna go eight and eight. All right, and they win, and they go in second place. Yeah, that's how bad that division is. That's that's really bad. Eight and eight. Green Bay is seven and nine. Detroit is six and ten, same as last year. Nah, that's, Detroit's that's gonna go in sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> they go further into the basement. Well, I can't, you know. What's the difference? Six and ten and zero and fifteen is still the same. You're not gonna get in the playoffs. That's true. Who, who am I to disagree? Yeah, one team wins this way, one team loses that way. Where this one says, "Ah, uh, what do you want from me?" What do you want from me? Play out song called Let's Get Drunk. Have we made it there yet? Oh, I don't know how. I mean, I we did it. Yeah, 
We survived. Two hours? A twosome. Really? Yeah, we survived. Cheers to that, my man. Cheers to that. This might be our new playout song. What do you think? It's a, good, it's a good song there. Close out to Let's see what shit we covered. We covered a lot of shit tonight. Thank you, David. Oh, yeah. Thank you, David Mako, for calling in. The Shark. Thank you for calling in, brother. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Yeah, thanks for calling in, man. It was fun. Thanks um, a lot. A lot of talk. We covered the Phillies, the Eagles, you know, whatever. We want to thank Naked Broom. We want to thank Design Trees. And we want to thank Spectre Sports Art. We also want to thank Yards. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, SpectreSportsArt.com. Uh, Check them out. Corner Pub 20. 20% off. Let's yeah. get drunk down. You have to check the shit out, man. Good shit. Hand painted, man. Good shit. I looked at the website. Yeah. Reasonable prices. Very reasonable. For artwork, hand paint it, very reasonable. I found you, <laughs> Brandon. It's going to be an interesting uh, week next week, that's for sure. So we are only three shows away now after tonight. Three shows away from the Eagles starting the season. Hopefully, Phillies continue to start their, uh, you know, continue to keep their streak going here. I don't know what they're doing tonight, but hopefully they're winning and, and we can keep that streak going and, and race for the playoffs. We want a red October, not a not a blue Monday. Don't count on it, bro. We want a red October. Don't That's count on it. One game. What if, if you yeah, know, one game. Well, I, I would love to see that happen with, with this pitch and stand. Come on, bro. Like I said earlier in the show, you have two pitchers that can't go past five minutes. It's over. It's over. You need to be built for September, and they're not. No, you need, you need. What do you got, four starters on pitching total? You have five, but in two. Oh, okay, so then you need three out of that five to go seven innings. You can't. You don't have it. You don't. Is Drew Smiley going, going seven? Is, is Vargas going seven? No one's the only one. So I'll sit here and I'll say, all right, maybe they can go six. And they can't. That's where my fear comes in. They just can't. That's why guys like Scott Aaron and Brent Myers came in hand, handy. And both motherfuckers are in Philly right now. But they both come with fun. And they came with it. When they came to play, they came to play with attitude. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Move away from the plate or I'm going to hit you with the ball. JC Romero. Remember when he came out? You're like, no, we're good. We're good. Ryan Madsen. No, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Ryan Madison, fucking six foot fucking eight. Yeah, good luck. Well, this is our show tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Ball bag. We are Corner Plus Sports. Like the ball bag. We're going to play out the song. Ball the ball bag. We will see you guys next week. Play with the ball bag. How about the ball bag? We're going to Corner House and Chains tomorrow. Giddy up. It's on! <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.